0: You yeah. teach courses, yeah. Okay, well, tell tell me about that. <laughs> her, so met Tammy, um, been about three years or so mm-hmm. or so now, and seeing she was in education, she didn't lead. She was yes, she was the cannabis cutie, but she led with learning. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, got cool. Was ended up, you know, loaning a lot of mutual friends. I just hit her one day like, hey, I want to start teaching. Can you like guide me to like the website or how to move or how to do it? Give me right back. Wow. So what I do is I give people six weeks, um, I charge them like a thousand bucks, I'm not hella high, and I actually end up giving them probably 500 of that money back. I'm one of them kind of people like, you pay me, I'm going to look out for you in the end. Um, Six weeks, and I tailor it to them. You tell me what you want to know in the space, and I'll give you that for six weeks. Wow. And then any of my connections, any of my databases, I give you all that access to. and Because I'm building, while I'm talking to you for them six weeks. We building friendships. We building relationships. These people still call me now. Mm-hmm. Um, questions. Um, yeah, questions. For, for a couple for of courses, them yeah. own, I mean, not own, but work at dispensaries now. They use that, my referrals and stuff to get jobs type thing. So I'm not in it for the money. I just know the value of the education. And besides Oaksterdam, as far as like us, she was the first person I really seen doing anything any close to where it was education mm-hmm. and that you could sign up for a class like directly through her online. I'm like yeah, I need to be able to do that. Wow. So I just took control and did it all myself. And People hit me on Instagram. I give them the information I had to hit me. And I think I've had six students total. And mm-hmm. I used all the money to buy studio equipment for when I do podcasting. It's
1: the Lasagna Ganja podcast. Mr. X to the Z exhibit.
2: And I'm your girl, Tammy, a.k.a. the Cannabis Cutie.
1: Bay Area. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: What's all that about? <laughs> yeah, what you know, what you know about the Bay Area? And, um, and 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 you know what? Because I have an opinion about Northern California, Southern California cannabis. Okay. What do you know about the Bay Area?
2: Okay, as a person born way southern in California, close to Mexico, mm. I love the Bay Area for its music. It's very hyphy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cold. Mm-hmm. I know that Sacramento is not a part of the Bay. <laughs> they make that very clear. Yeah. Um, Vallejo
1: is where it stops, right?
2: I don't... That is not an argument for me. I keep my business down in Southern California and let them yeah. deal with it. I don't know. <laughs> it is It
1: is a total different thing. Yeah. When I go to the Bay Area, uh, you know, first of all, California, West Coast culture mm-hmm. is embedded in tradition.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so... They want to be nothing like Southern California guys, right? True, right? Right. The gang shit is not up there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The uh, they don't they they don't have low lows. They have scrapers.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. They loyal to the soil. Loyal
1: to the soil. Yes. Okay. <laughs> if you diss Mac Dre, something's gonna happen it's to up. you. It's mm-hmm. up. Yeah. It's up, nigga. Yep. Standing on business. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it is a total different shift when it comes to cannabis. Mm-hmm. Is different as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are there are purists there. These are people that, you know, like love the land, love the forest, love yeah. trees, love, you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. nature, and then they're really connected to that. So Southern California brands, believe it or not, have a difficult time surviving up north. Correct. I don't know how much that translates down here because mm-hmm. there's so many brands in Southern California. Everybody's fighting for that shelf space.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But when I go up there, I know that it is a it is a difficult terrain to navigate, mm-hmm. right? So t- today we have someone on the show that is not only navigating this terrain, but he's thriving in it, and he is uh, a very humble, down-to-earth guy. We talked to him a little bit uh, in Vegas. What's that MJ Yeah, MJ BizCon.
2: <laughs> it's the weed. I'm all right. <laughs> so-
1: So now I'd like to bring on to the show today. Say hello to Tucky, guys.
3: What's up? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, what's going on with it, man? Thank mm-hmm. you, thank you.
1: I'm good. I'm here. I'm blessed. Yes, yes. Okay, so for those, our listeners, our, our viewers, tell us what you have in the Bay Area as far as what you're doing with cannabis. So I am the first ex-felon for
0: selling cannabis to have a retail store. The store is called Blunts & More. My last name is Blunt. Um, <laughs> so, like legally? Yeah, my yeah. Tucky That's Miss Blunt. When I just said Miss Blunt, that wasn't like a joke. <laughs> like, <no>. <laughs> 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 last day, we got blunt kids. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that
2: yeah. is fucking uh, fire. Written in the stars. Yeah? Written in
0: the stars. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a fifth generation Oaklander, born and raised there. Husband, father. I've been selling weed since '96. Got arrested for it in 05 and then heard about the social equity program, which is a program that gives people that have cannabis charges, cases, chances at ownership mm. in the legal space. Mm-hmm. So I was the first person that went to jail for selling weed to now have a store. Wow. And I opened in uh, 2018. 2018. 2018. Mm-hmm. In, the ba- in Oakland, actually 13 blocks from where I got arrested. Like, it's in the same zip code of where I got my case. Did you invite the arresting officers to your store? I'm actually friends with them now. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. We actually talked. Did they feel bad? No, they were just doing their job. Even then, like how you talking about the Bay and the the difference, like the police back then when I got arrested were a part of the community. There was community police and we knew them. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? They was just doing a job, but they would always try to like, you know, hey, if you tell us something, we'll let you go type thing. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I don't got nothing to tell you. And um, we ended up it's crazy, we ended up running into each other. Once I got my license and I explained who I was and they remembered me. Yeah. Showed them my police report and all that stuff. They was like, dude, you always was, you know, on your shit and yeah. lo and behold, I opened the store. Wow, mm-hmm. that's dope. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's, so cool. that's
2: mm-hmm. dope. All right, hopefully they help keep your stuff safe. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's God, That's a whole
0: nother case or something else, but you
1: know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, 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 that's fat. that's dope, that's dope. <laughs> Not only Thank your you. name being blunt, but you cool with the arresting officers. They're like, yeah. ah, we yeah. just do it. Yeah. Well that's, that, it's, it's a side of character that you understood they was just doing the job. They was doing their job. Yeah, like it, I was doing
0: something illegal. Right, right, so at you the run time. The risk
1: of get, yeah, at the time you run the risk of getting caught. Correct. Yeah. What's crazy
0: about my thing though, I got snitched on. Mm. Somebody told on me. Yeah. I've been selling weed. He was your competitor. Years. Yeah, he literally was. Mm-hmm. Now, i had been selling weed nine years, no issues. Yeah, But the way I sold weed was high, state stayed off the police radar. I never wanted to be like a kingpin. I just wanted to sell weed to who I wanted to sell weed to. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I figured out the best way to do that is at work. I worked. Mm. I've been working <laughs> since I was 13. Mm. So when I figured out that I could sell weed to my coworkers, it was, it was a goal of mine. It was a wrap. I know when you get paid. Yeah. I don't work. It, 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 it was easy. <laughs> So once I figured that out, it was like, okay, I want to sell weed. I've seen my parents sell it. You know, I I know how to sell it. But it was like, if I'm on the corner, I'm gonna go to jail. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to jail. Yeah, I know about work, and I know if I got a nine to five, I can pay all my bills, get my benefits, do all that. But if I'm selling this weed to you at work, I detail cars. I'm detailing your car off work. I throw parties. You come into my party. I sell weed cookies. You buy. I got five income streams coming from work. Mm. I didn't need to be on the turf. Wow. As soon as I stepped on the turf, I got snitched on. Damn. Mm-hmm. Literally, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: but it worked out.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it did, did man. To y'all because of that? It Absolutely! Wow. So, what,
1: are you at liberty to say where you were working before? Yeah, or, I've worked a lot of different places, but the job—no, no, where you, where you, where you hit the gold mine? Um,
0: Alameda County. So, <laughs> yeah, um, government job. Yeah, government job. So actually, Damn. yeah, government job. Actually, I really realized it when I started working at Lucky, the grocery store.
2: Risk taker. Yeah, yeah. But That's what, I mean, hard, man. This is smoke. awesome. They smoke. This so, is
1: awesome.
0: I started when I was you know, 16. I was working at Lucky, like a grocery store. I figured yeah. out I could sell wheat there. Okay, cool. So 17, 18, I had regular jobs, whatever. But when I started working at Alameda County, I was 25. That's when mm-hmm. I met my wife. And when I started working there, it was crackheads there, it was alcoholics there, and it was weedheads there. So once I figured out, I'm like, wait a minute, y'all functioning people but got good jobs. Yeah. Oh, it was a wrap. Yeah. I, when I say like, because I had something for everybody. I did mm-hmm. insurance cards. I had other kind of drugs. Like I yeah. had something I could sell to everybody there yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just worked out. Yeah. And it was like, why you get your, I was making more money at work selling other stuff than I made at work. Mm-hmm. Wow.
3: That's insane. Wow, that makes sense. I mean, truly. <laughs> that's, that's smart. That's, that's hustle. Yeah, like, that's you know smart. What I mean? It's
0: like, yeah. And I talk, I've i been it's telling consistent. people that for years. Like, you don't need to be on the corner to sell the product, you know what I'm saying? Find mm. your customers, make yeah. them come to you. I, I was literally, I can just go to work and just sit there mm-hmm. and they drop stuff off. Oh, and when they want credit, yeah. oh, it's a wrap because you can double up on them. Yeah. And they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Easy. So yeah, that's, that's, and it got all my kids through school. My yeah. wife been with me, we've been together 18 years, wow. but I've been selling since 96 and I enjoyed selling weed probably until about a year ago. I finally like really stopped enjoying weed about it, selling weed about a year ago.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Okay. So let so so that brings us up to date mm-hmm. as far as uh, you have to that's a great story, man. That's oh, that's, a, that's a great <laughs> path. So 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 when you got the store in twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. tell us that process. Did you have to raise capital? Did you have to bring in partners? Like how did that come about? Okay. So the license is one thing. The but then one building thing. out as a whole. Yes, other. Yes, sir. Yeah. So
0: twenty seventeen, I was working at Tesla. I was there first ever uh, certified detail, trying, like I said, detail cars. Like, you bring me your car, I can make it look showroom. I'm not like 350 minimum type detailer. Mm. That's me. So I'm teaching people how to detail cars, get into one of my bosses on some, I'm black, he white, I get fired. I'm at home, damn near crying. She know. Mike Marshall called me, the guy on the voice, I got five on it. Yeah. He mm-hmm. called me, said, hey, Tucky, you ever heard of some called an equity program? I'm like, uh-uh, what's that? I use a computer that I got from Tesla's. I'm looking it up and he tell me what it is. I look it up, I'm like, oh, it's legit. What's going on? He like, well, I know two sisters out of Atlanta. They're trying to get the license, but they need somebody from Oakland to fit the criteria to apply for the license. Mm. Can you meet with them? I met with them, it was a mom and daughter. We hit it off to my knowledge. It was a lick to them. I didn't know though. We hit it off, didn't have no idea we was gonna win. Won the license, Mm -hmm. it was a lottery. I had to pick a bingo ball, Show the bingo ball to the camera, Tossed a bingo ball in the chamber. They roll the stuff around after they picked the 36 balls in the chamber. If your ball was picked, you lost. If you was one of the four remaining balls in the chamber after they spun it around and took out all the other balls, you won a license. That's how I won my license.
2: What the fuck? That's That's sweatshirt. a great way to do it. Yeah, it was fair. Like, it was,
0: it was, I thought it was fair because there was no, you couldn't pay your way to the top. Oh. If it was meant for you to have your ball remaining in there, then I, I called it Heavenly Father Yahweh. Yahweh was going to have your ball in there. Yeah. And it was meant for us to have our ball in there. And then once you get the ball and you get the license, there was no money. Mm-hmm. There was no, you had to find somebody to basically rent you a property. You had to get a, a LOI, a letter right. of intent. Right. You got maybe 60 days to do that, no mm. capital and you're going out here with a license with no knowledge to try to get people to give you money upwards of maybe $3 million to open a store. Where are you supposed to get that from? Um, So how we deal with our capital, me and uh, my former partners met somebody who had a grow house and a dispensary space. They didn't get a license though. They only got the grow license. What you gonna do with this empty space? Let us rent it out. So we was able to rent it out from them and came up with a deal to get startup capital from them as a loan and then
1: they build out the property and then that's how More came to yeah. be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it when I love it when things align.
3: Yeah, when mm-hmm. things
1: just line up. Mm-hmm. You got the yeah. license. You you got the. Yeah, that's like some prices right shit. You know, like, yeah. I, was,
0: <laughs> I say it on my thing on my little one sheet or whatever. I was walking a path already laid for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on. All the things yeah. I've ever went through in my life led to me sitting here right now in this moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I did along that path to toggle things one way or the other, but it was meant for me to do that. It was meant for me to open first. And then it was meant for me to go through the stuff that I'm going through now currently with dealing with being in the cannabis space and what comes with that and, a lot of stuff that people don't know about type mm-hmm. shit. You know what I'm wow. saying? So
2: Yeah, I mean, you know a lot about the headaches that in mm-hmm. cannabis that people can't even envision. They Mm-mm. romanticize being in the cannabis industry. Right, yes. right. Everybody and thinks everybody's
1: walking around with yeah. millions of dollars in a backpack. Right, and you think is, it's
2: money. And you know the people that are really in it and the people that are coming for a cash grab. Because once they realize it's actually a, a hole, <laughs> they, they they peace out. Right. Um, but- Tucky, you you know, this was kind of faded for you yeah. in a sense. And a lot of people, I know a lot of people who have the passion that you have, it all seems like, you know, you were brought here. I feel like I was also brought into it and, you know... It's beautiful to see people like yourself still sticking it through because it's just heartbreaking seeing some of the stuff you have to deal with up yeah. in the give industry us, give us some, up there. Give us some, give us yeah. some
1: ideas or, or like give us like the top three things that you weren't expecting or that you have to deal with now. And- because I want to go back and talk about mm-hmm. the the uh, other things with, with retail, mm-hmm. but give us three of your biggest headaches right now.
0: Right now, currently, if we talking about currently, the dealing with Oakland is just all the stuff leaving Oakland, all the different businesses, the crime. That's you know the bipping and just causing just stuff to leave Oakland. So just dealing with that. Oh, uh, you have to explain bipping.
3: <laughs> breaking <laughs> in people
0: shit. That's yeah, what yeah, bipping yeah, is. Yeah, breaking yeah. break people cars. It's a lot of it's a lot of stupid stuff going on in Oakland <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, that taxes is always huge. And just a lot of misinformation in the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just I mean, literally, and that's just just overall. And it affects my store because people come in with a lot of misinformation. So mm-hmm. them top three right now. I right have yeah. to say. Right Understood. now doing it today.
1: Yeah, the um I yeah, I just saw In N Out pulled out mm-hmm. of their their store from up there. My wife just told me we was pulling
0: might have been pulling in here that that is the first and out to ever close in their company's Mm -hmm. history. To have that designation from something that's in my city is crazy.
3: I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, Keith
2: Lee also brought, you know, the food influencer and critic. He does a lot of, of, you know, blessing people. Like, he's using his platform for good. And he straight up said, like, it didn't feel right being there, you know, trying to, put restaurants on when this is a city that's struggling. Like, I don't really need to be here right now. This is not, it don't feel right. right. Like,
3: yep. right. You know, and,
2: and that's real and that's happening here. Like it's, it's like, it's like operating, like it's a third world country. Like Just when are we going to wake up literally. and realize like inflation is whooping our ass and it's yeah. starting in California, but yes. the rest yeah. of America, please be warned. It's coming for you yeah. too. San
1: Francisco, yeah. uh, Oakland, uh, all that area. Um, like th- there's a lot of tech companies there. Bay Area is one of the most expensive places to live in yes. the country. Yes. And so, you know, these people that, uh, you know, are being forced into these these situations have been there for, you know, like you said, generations. And so now all of a sudden this sky, the, it's skyrocketing inflation It's things that, you know, that's why the bippin is high. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Mr. Fab, you know, Mr. Fab, I just mm-hmm. came from up there. And uh, he was saying when he takes his nice cars out, he just leaves the windows down.
0: You have to. Yep. But we park in different lots and get Ubers to places in the same city, though. Or I park at our store and get an Uber from the store. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And it's like we from there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's just it's and it's a lot because when I open my store, you all haven't been to the store, but my store sits right across the street from the Oakland Coliseum. Mm. When I opened, the A's were there. The Warriors were there. The Raiders were there. Foot traffic. None of them are there.
2: Mm.
1: Wow.
0: They've yeah.
2: taken out so much you of the economy. What I'm like, it's, yeah, it's like and how are left people you supposed with to nothing? How how are they supposed to make money now? There's that whole economy pool, and I'm a sports management major, so we absolutely study the effect that stadiums have on the economy, or when the Olympics come to a country mm-hmm. and things like that. So to take away those big revenue streams, kind of boom, 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 It's what happened in Detroit whenever they took all the factories overseas. Like mm-hmm. you just decimated it's their entire lot. economy. Right. The and automotive
1: then, industry got hit, and they replaced. Place to which casinos yeah
2: great and so now right. it's you're just watching essentially people suffer and and people you know the crime you can say it's like oh people are just takers but it's survival mode like you'll do whatever it takes to survive mm-hmm. and that's what some people are doing to survive so it's not even the actions of the people so much as it is how can we allow this to happen to our own people literally and that's where yeah. i'll be at
0: with it because it's like i'm the kind of person you know me like you mm-hmm. know me off camera Mm-hmm. I really fuck with my people. Mm-hmm. Like I was just sitting in my den the other day on live randomly. And I was like, damn in my den at my house, I got eight or nine different black owned companies. That's in my den from different mm-hmm. stuff. I bought and supported from them. So it's like, why are y'all doing that shit to me? But it's like, fuck me. Why y'all doing it to where you at? Mm-hmm. It's where you at. You're not yeah. helping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I don't know. It's just different. Mm-hmm. It's different. You hate it to be like that. Cause I would love to have a profitable business in my city. But I know what my brand worth. I know I can take this anywhere. I can take this orange anywhere.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's trademarked. So, yes, I want to be in Oakland. Would love to be in Oakland. But I don't have to be in Oakland. Right. right. I'm right. there because I'm choosing to be there. Right. And I'm trying to do something for the community. I got right. the first outdoor consumption lounge in Oakland history wow. at my store. Wow. That wow. I filled out the application for, applied for by myself, with me and my wife, and applied for and everything. First one in Oakland. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. nobody to come take advantage of the party. There's private, you can't see in or out. You got gated security. It's like you gotta beg people to come.
3: Mm-hmm. So it's wow. cool. You know, I'm gonna do what I gotta do.
0: Do it, you know what it is, but it's hard.
1: What percentage has the foot traffic diminished the access to your store like that like fifty. Wh- Cut it in half. Yeah, the buyer, got, like in our peak,
0: um, we were doing about 200 customers a day. That's what kind of like what you want to average to be around 4 million. Mm-hmm. Um, we had that roughly maybe 2019, and then all the stuff started leaving. I basically see anywhere now from 85 to 125 people a day. Wow. Max, hmm, at maybe a 48
1: to $53 spend. Is it on pace with what you're doing as far as covering your overhead, or is it is it is I'm it is it a overhead, very thin margin? And no, and no
0: money. Well, it's not money being made previously. Money's being made now, but it's due to me firing the people I partnered with. Mm-hmm. Ah. I had to go through some of that stealing shit twice to finally step in and do what I need to do. And now I think if I can run it now, I'd actually see a profit. But for the first four years, it was no profit because people were steal stealing it. the cookie jar.
1: Mm. people mm. suck
0: people do man, suck. People yeah. suck I'm a, I'm a very trusted person suck. you know what I mean people suck man you know but I had, to, I had to
1: own my, my fault and why stuff Understood. happened at the store too yeah. shout you out have to, my to inspect what you expect Period. that's number one right. especially in Period. cannabis mm-hmm. let me ask you this as a business owner do you see value in hiring friends and family or
0: do
3: you no. stay away <laughs> from that
1: so I've only hired one shout out to my
0: brother cousin Dre I'll hire him because he it's, it depends I don't want to say no it depends you got to know that that particular staff member is going to be on what they're going to be on. Mm-hmm. I love my little brother. We're 10 years apart. He's a, he worked for iHeart, um, actually on Cameo in, in the Bay. He is the only person in my family I hired at the store, and he's the only person I would hire, but it's because of how he get down mm. at work. Mm-hmm. I would have my family get involved with the business outside of the store do ancillary things Let's do some other stuff and put you in some other games and do that. But I don't I don't really want them at the store because I was just talking about it outside. I uh, a weight that I carry that is hard is I have to worry about eight other people's individual safety. But let me see two ten 10 if you count my security. So I got to worry about 10 people's safety other than my wife, other than my kids every day. worry about how they get home, how they're going to get to school. Is somebody going to be following them, following their kids? That's mm-hmm. a lot. Mm hmm. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Because they work at the store. People because think they work that at the they, store. Have... Think they got access to all the shit. Like yeah. I don't even have, and people know this is like public information. I don't have no codes and other stuff at my store on purpose. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to walk me down in there and do A, B, and C because I don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to worry about that. But I got to worry about that for 10 other people. Right, mm-hmm. That's a lot.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It is.
0: You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, it's what we got to do. But those are things that people don't know about when they're so quick to say, hey, I want to own a store and I want to have a strain. No,
1: you really don't. don't.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: really don't. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's, n- it's not promised. It is, <laughs> yeah. It's it's hard. It is yeah. very hard. Trust me. Uh, you know, I I think I've touched every kind of job that it requires. I've touched every aspect of it. I've mm-hmm. done my own distribution. Mm-hmm. I've done I've done manufacturing. I've done carts. I've done flour. I've done it. this. is My first time stepping into retail, mm-hmm. right? But. I found where the landmines were. Yep. Not by avoiding them, I stepped right on them mm, up. Yes. And they just went yes. off. Yes. So it was like hell to pay, yes. right? But I learned a valuable lesson. So now me going into retail, I know what I'm good at, so I stick to those things. Yep. And I don't hire friends and family. I kind of like go for people who are qualified for the position. And even then, there's, a, there's due diligence that has to be done to right. make sure that they are going to stay without through, through the whole fight.
0: And y'all, you deal with this too, just sitting in on deals or whatever. And there's mm-hmm. something I had to learn. So you do your due diligence, but you know, like with everything, there's time limits on a lot of these deals, mm-hmm. a lot of these conversations. Yeah. How long, and it's something we just talk about in general, how long do you give them time to do the due diligence? And do you jump in sometimes too fast because the timelines are on? And now you got to try to learn this person while you work with them. That's literally what I've been through for four years. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because you have these timelines where you have to have stuff in place or they're going to take your license mm-hmm. and give it to someone else. Mm-hmm. So it kind of forces you to kind of pick the best snake in the garden to work with. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. learn on the fly.
2: I don't play that game. It's,
1: it, it's, it it's sucks. not easy. It's yeah. not easy. But you, uh, but you, you've been open mm-hmm. since 2018. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, That's still nice traffic, but mm-hmm. you, there's a lot of other, you know, factors outside of your control that are contributing to Making it difficult for you to Correct. continue. Correct. 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 Would you think about opening stores
0: in Southern California? Anywhere. Out of state? I tell people all the time you have a license and you want to make your store blunt some more?
2: I got a franchise <laughs> package for you. Yeah, it's, yeah, super, yeah. Like it's, super, it's already done. Yeah,
0: no, it's super. And, mm-hmm. and it's super chill. And it's all I want is 100000 well, 125000 because after the twenty-five, dollars I got to take that for taxes. I'll take a dollars 100. 100000 one time franchise fee. That's it and 3% of gross. And I know you're probably not going to gross for at least two or three years. That's why I'm getting 100000 up front. Mm-hmm. I do that at 30 stores. You do the math. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, And I learned that kind of by watching Burner.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of people don't. I'm so glad Burner said it on No Vultures podcast because uh, my boy Rap, shout out to rap asked him, how much money are you making off cookies? Zero. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not making money on the store level. He's making money on the ancillary side, mm-hmm.
2: which is the side. That's the that's, game that I play. Like I don't do the licensing and all more power to you guys, stepping into that legal industry. When people are like, when are you going to do?
0: Don't, you ain't got to.
2: I, there's no rush. Don't have right. Like there is no rush mm-hmm. to do anything in the legal market for me. If I do anything, it's going to be a collab where there's licenses that already exist, right. but I have no interest in playing that game. Like it's, I always just see a lot of, um, just so much red tape, I think is what people don't understand. You've got so many regulatory bodies Mm. and a lot of these regulatory bodies beefing. Yes. And how does that help you? Not at right, all, right. Not at all.
3: right. They
1: take long to communicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to do the legal way. Mm-hmm. I gotta stay legal. I mean, I, they, yeah. they, they can't wait for me to fuck Man. up. <laughs> oh, I mean, they they want to shoot me down like duck yeah. They can't wait. <laughs> and
0: what's crazy is, the other one's been doing backdoor and everything and they ain't caught once, but soon as I even sniff or even think about, well, let me we're gonna be in trouble. Yeah, they yeah. right their way. Yeah, that's why I you can't have do it. To. Yeah, so but I ain't gonna be negative about everything. Right, <laughs> let me be positive. Correct. I have a legal cannabis store Amen. in the same city that I was arrested for selling cannabis in. Same mm-hmm. zip code. Same zip code. Mm. Um, first dispensary I ever went to was with my grandmother in 1999. Had me take her, run her, run her errands. We went to a store actually up the street from Dope Air. It's on 19th and Telegraph. Yeah. Came out with a white bag. Granny, what's that? Oh, it's weed. You bought weed out of a store? She like, yeah. I said, oh, yeah, I want one of those. <laughs> By that time, I was already selling weed three years. And that next day, I went and got a cannabis car, started working at cannabis stores. Mm-hmm. So when people, like, see me and see Blunt some more, please know, I didn't, I'm didn't. i not, like, new to this. Like, I really, really am in, entrenched in this shit. Like, mm-hmm. since I was 16, I started yeah. growing when I was, shit, 21. I worked at stores, all the shit. She's been there 18 of my years. Like, this is what I do for me to really feel like I'm tired of selling weed is bothering me, mm. it's really bothering me. Yeah. Cause I really enjoy, I enjoy getting people high, I enjoy what comes with connecting like, I'd have never thought in a million fucking years I meet X through weed, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> like 99% <not even laughs> of the people that I meet and interact with in my life is because of weed, mm-hmm. it's because of weed. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to just be being negative, you know what I'm saying, There's some positive shit that come with this shit, yeah. but they make it
1: really well they hard. suck the life out. they suck <laughs> the joy out of things you yes. know what I mean? that's, that's what yes. they do
2: but also there's beauty in you know knowing when it's time for the curtain call and you don't have to exit the cannabis industry yes. there's the ancillary side yes. you are now a consultant yes you opened a store mm-hmm. you understand what mm-hmm. it's like to be in a city with a lot of red tape you can go anywhere, anywhere. in the country and help people open up shop Come on, you know.
1: And you already know it's what we
3: are. Yeah.
2: <laughs> when you when
1: you do the franchise, when you do the the franchising mm-hmm. uh um uh model mm-hmm. and they they pay their upfront. Mm-hmm. And do you have like quality control? Do you sell them the packaging? Like what comes with that franchise? So with me, I
0: bring all my SOPs. Like mm-hmm. everything that I have in my knowledge, every yeah. only difference is every state, every city, they all have different things. Mm-hmm. So I bring what's California based. Modify it to whatever in your area mm-hmm. and go from there. But I'm bringing everything, everything that, that I do at my store, day-to-day operations, security measures, everything that I teach in my courses, I'm giving to you. Wow. You yeah. teach courses? Yeah. Okay. Well, tell, tell me about that. <laughs> Her. So, met Tammy, Um, been about three years or so mm-hmm. or so now. And seeing she was in education, she didn't lead. She was, yes, she was a cannabis cutie, but she led with learning. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, man, got cool. Ended up, you know, loaning a lot of mutual friends. I just hit her one day like, hey, I want to start teaching. Can you like guide me to like the website or how to move or how to do it? Get me right back. Wow. So what I do is I give people six weeks. um, I charge like a thousand bucks. I'm not hella high. And I actually end up giving them probably 500 of that money back. I'm one of them kind of people like you pay me. I'm going to look out for you in the end. Um, Six weeks and I tailor it to them. You tell me what you want to know in the space. And I'll give you that for six weeks. Wow. And then any of my connections, any of my databases, I give you all that access to. And because I'm building, while I'm talking to you for them six weeks, we building friendships, we're building relationships. These people still call me now. Who mm-hmm. um, questions? Yeah, questions? For, for A for couple of courses, them yeah. own, I mean, not own, but work at dispensaries now. They use that, my referrals and stuff to get jobs type thing. So I'm not in it for the money. I just know the value of education. And besides Oaksterdam, as far as like us, she was the first person I really seen doing anything any close to where it was education mm. and that you could sign up for a class like directly through her online. I'm like, yeah, I need to be able to do that. Wow. So I just took control and did it all myself and people hit me on Instagram. I give them the information how to hit me. And I think I've had six students total. And yeah. I used all the money to buy studio equipment for when I do podcasting. And, then, yep,
2: and that's on collaboration.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because you know, this
2: this industry is so cutthroat. Like, I do not have competitors as an educator. Like, we need so many more people, mm. so many more people. And I speak to a, a specific audience. He speaks to a specific mm-hmm. audience. Like, he's touching people in the Bay. Yeah. I'm not necessarily going to have that pool. I'm SoCal. Like, you can see yeah. it all over me. Right. I mean, and then there's other demographics of people that would speak better to different groups. Like Mm -hmm. there's no like we have to free this plant first. Like that is the priority. And I just kind of feel like we're getting a little too cutthroat with one another when we still have one common enemy. And that is the prohibitionist.
0: I've called her before. I had a um, like I'll see something online or see something on TV that talks about cannabis instruction. And a lot of it's bullshit. A lot of it is bullshit. They just capitalizing on the market. Mm -hmm. So a couple of them was cool. They was at colleges. I hit one. They sounded cool. I hit Tammy. Hey, Mm -hmm. Tammy. Um, They looking for instructors. I always try to bring somebody in that look like me, male Mm -hmm. or female, Mm -hmm. whenever I'm doing something. Mm -hmm. I just think that's what we're supposed to do. I call her. It didn't
1: pan out, but all of them don't pan out.
3: But I'm not
0: going
1: to not call her. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly like we're in a very like ill time as far as cannabis there's things that we have to create that don't necessarily exist facts mm-hmm. you know and facts. and when you're trying to introduce something new to people who may be used to being you know um sold things in a certain way we're kind of like making this up as we go literally exactly yeah. we're writing the rules yeah. while being rushed to do it Oh, yeah. They want us <laughs> to fuck up. They want us to step on all the landmines so that when when there's time for them to do it, then they they're just They can just, just come flawless. clean up the bodies yep. and, you know. They, reap, they can kick know. the bodies out the way and just walk over us. And that's it. <laughs> and that's it. And that's why the power
0: of, like, everyone can't be a brand. But if you have a brand, do your thing. Mm-hmm. Your brand don't have to be a store brand. Mm-hmm. The Cannabis Cutie is a brand. And I don't
2: touch the plant.
3: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> your tax bracket ain't being affected
0: you don't gotta worry about 280 oh no i mean biggest. now being well, called, called the cannabis things. cutie yeah. is
2: still a red flag so i do have like issues like with banking as soon yes. as they type in my name in a bank they're like what's this oh yeah yeah, yeah there's no with, avoiding I'm it with,
0: i'm dealing with some of that now my yeah. i have a business account that's not touching anything plant related at all but being that i get paid from cannabis businesses, they want to change my account. I said, "No, we're not doing that. I don't. Mm-hmm. This is not a cannabis account. Mm-hmm. I just I, I consult for cannabis businesses. I can't do that now. Well, I'll take my business elsewhere. I ain't heard back from them yet." Yeah. Mm. I mean I like it make it's, sense. It's but. it's
2: crazy. But you know, if it goes down to schedule three, we don't have a banking issue.
0: Yeah. I guess. Oh. So I don't understand. What I, just D. I don't know what is up with this read. Just exactly, D. just D, D schedule. We I don't understand. Like at the D. end of the day, we have a cannabinoid system in our human body. Amen. Cannabinoids are running through us. Like I don't understand. I get that you know. It's all about them keeping us sick and keeping us doped up so they can keep get rich. But dude, y'all can get rich off weed too. No. Let's, let's Listen,
2: <laughs> I am a sick person. I look healthy, but I'm a sick person. I want... My weed, like right. <laughs> you have me as a customer. Right. I'm, I'm for EU. life, baby, but uh, give me my weed. EU. And I didn't even realize
0: that. <laughs> I didn't realize that until I got on the legal side. I was smoking weed to get high. Mm-hmm. I was selling weed to get people high. Mm-hmm. I never knew it, but we didn't give a fuck about terpenes and all that shit. The weed smell good, it gets you high, it break down right. We finna smoke yeah, this I say, Yeah, I am good. So, yeah, good.
3: Period. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? So to
0: learn, the learning part, the education and learning, I'm like, oh, wait, these are why I gravitate to these flavors. This is why this and this happened. And then you realize it's a system in us that has the word cannibal. Come on, Dedicated man. to yeah. receiving the dedicated plant. Dedicated yeah. to receiving the plant.
2: Yeah. Mm. Which means that we grew together. But, I mean, we talked about it on the show before. Jesus, his anointing oil,
3: it had cannabis,
2: a.k.a. cannabis, in the recipe. Like it is I, I'm ours. a firm believer
1: that if, if, if Jesus walked the earth, he smoked weed. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean,
2: he was working with now. it. Jesus was a scholar. Now he knew. Now.
1: He knew what he knew. he knew. What time it was? He you knew. think he? You Splend. think Jesus like uh, 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 Sativa or Indica? Mm, it depends on what he was doing that day with indica. the disciples. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> Indica.
2: As a spiritual person, indica all yeah, my yeah. spiritual folks oh, yeah. we're on the indica. So. You yeah, just definitely. bang out a
1: glass of wine. We'll cook like
2: <laughs> yeah. Roll <throw Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: up. Yeah. Maybe I, guess, I mean
2: yeah. maybe oh, he was yeah. just doing the dropper, you know, oh, <laughs> with the, oh, anointing oil. <laughs> no, I'm,
1: we're, we're, we're actually high, starting to drift off with conversation. But I have another <laughs> question. Yes, like, sir. when like, you when you when you were, when you were, we were explaining that, mm-hmm. it's like do you, do you think the, the literal things that we kind of like no, and like we know turned, you turn grapes into, into wine. It's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Do you think it was written and like, like it was like done in parables, but like like you broke it down, you know what I'm saying? Like the oil healing the blind or whatever it was, it might not have been blind, but then it, you know, gave him some, and it helped with his sight.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, do you think that we, we take the Bible too literally?
2: Uh, I think, yeah, I think a lot yeah. of it is allegory. Hmm. And then, yeah, we take it too literally. But I also think that things get translated. We could all look at a quote and perceive it differently. Yep. Yep. And that's what happens with a lot of religious texts. Yes. And then that's how they get misused. Yes. So we're also not supposed to play with the pig of a skin, but we have the NFL. Like, I love football. Yeah. Um,
1: And they're delicious, too. Right. Um, Bacon's delicious.
2: And there's no parts of the Bible that says that some parts in nature are demonic or not for Hmm. us. So I also don't understand that interpretation. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, I was raised Catholic, so I have a lot of Catholic guilt yeah. still. <laughs> <laughs> the commandments, like we break a lot of those daily, and then the Every deadly day. sins, like we are all guilty though. So, like which sins are worse than others? I could never figure it out. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. So... I think you know the like. Listen, all, all of these translations and 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 rewrites have happened from the Dead Sea Scrolls. Mm-hmm. That those mm-hmm. are the the actual. Mm-hmm text mm-hmm. that, that were found mm-hmm. and then you know translate well, i mean
2: it. to really take it there just to be quick i mean with we go back to before we got to monotheism which is honoring one deity mm-hmm. jesus or god mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. were in polytheism and polytheism was deeply connected to cannabis yep. and the women jesus's wife essentially god's wife was represented was represented with cannabis but once they got rid of the women aspect of there was just God was a man. Mm. Cannabis fell with that. And it's even been proven mm. because archaeological sites have been dug up. And we have found these altars to have burnt incense mm-hmm. of frankincense and then mm-hmm. burnt of cannabis. And they were basically doing it in a room that would be considered a okay. hot, hot box. box. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But once yep. polytheism fell and worshiping a woman deity, it became pagan. It became, pagan. It yeah. became mm-hmm. sinful. It was not in alignment with um holiness, which was just all about it's where, you know, that's modern pa- patriarchy came from. So that's a <laughs> whole that's a whole nother show in itself. We can bring back back yeah. 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 the author of that one too. We can bring the author <laughs> of that Shout out to Chris Let Bennett. Me know. I love the <laughs> conversations too. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah. um back to you. I, I just wanted to talk about that I <laughs> don't <a> write <little> it. I don't know. with it. Um going it back into your store, even though the <laughs> challenges yeah. are still there, brother, you you still did it. You know what I'm saying? And you yeah. still striving and you're still growing with it, what would be one of the things that that you would like for your franchise franchisee or your your store owners in the future mm-hmm. to know about what you built and and what the upside of, of what you built is for them? So for me, like I really take selling weeds seriously. like
0: I really, really, really love this plant, and learning more about it on the legal side has made that love more so I just want them to know that if you are partnering with me you mess with somebody that loves a plant so I'm gonna hold you accountable for loving the plant mm. it's not just finna be like you just open a store use the brand and you put bullshit weed in the bags type shit like no nah, this ain't that you coming from somebody who really you know like I said until recently really enjoyed this love I still love the plant but mm-hmm. enjoy yeah. selling it I enjoy the camaraderie the theme for my lounge is community consume. Like, I want people to come together and build at the store. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want it to be a, a community hub that just so happens to sell weed. Mm-hmm. So that's what you getting when you, you know, partner with me. It's like, no, it's, it's, yeah, my name on the building, but it could be called whatever. It just so happens that it's Blunson More. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's like these colors mean something. Like, all that goes with the whole some more the happy store. Orange is... The color scheme. When we met with marketing. These are things that people don't know about. You meet with marketing behind the scenes. that give you different plots. This this different company has these colors. It had all different colors. And like with orange, I'm like, I like the orange. We I think it was orange and green. We looked at. They was like orange means happy. We locked in. Blunt some more. Happy store. So I just want to know they're getting somebody who really cares about the plant, who cares about us, and who cares about us succeeding in this space. Don't get me wrong. I'll do some deals with white people. You know, I don't. I'm not against that. I want us to own you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying it's only less than 2% of us that own That excuse me fuck own There's yeah. less than 2% of us that have any piece of the legal cannabis space mm-hmm. yeah less yeah. than 2% mm-hmm.
1: yeah I and think we can count them numbers. on one hand come, so yeah. like like it's not gonna hurt me I think two of them are sitting in this room like, <laughs> like come on Like, you know what I'm saying like, the room right now.
0: like the shit's wild so uh, that's, uh, that's, that's what I want people to know they really if you fucking with me you fucking with somebody who really 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 cares about this shit and really enjoys, you know, what good cannabis sales can do for people. Like mm-hmm. I really like, I've, I've been with people, I still got people who've been buying weed for me since I was 16 and yeah. still come to the store.
1: Yeah. Don't even tell me they're going to the store. Yeah, they just they, come in. They just come in. That's brand loyalty. Well, I mean, that's the thing though. It goes back to the top of the conversation when we, we started talking about the Bay Area. It's a different type of camaraderie there. People know who's plants and people know who, who's been there for a long time. Generational. Um, it's a different type of get down. And loyalty is a big thing. You know, uh, so I spent a lot, I spent some time with Mr. Fab mm-hmm. and just seeing how passionate he is about, not only where he lives, about mm-hmm. the people who mm-hmm. live there with him. Happy birthday, bro! It's his birthday today.
0: Yeah, oh. happy birthday <laughs> him fact. and my grand, my yeah. grand that took to my first yes. yes. it's her birthday today. I've never done an interview on her birthday, oh. so thank y'all. Oh, yeah, I like, dates. I'm, like, I'm like, oh yeah. she, No, she she resting rest in peace. She oh. gone, but I'm just glad that it was. I got to talk about her. On her day, yeah. in the space that we on, my granny used to grow weed and all the shit. Really? Like, yeah.
1: Yes. How? How? Like, what she in the backyard? So, she just
0: yes. My granny, I don't in the eighties, and the seventies, the dirt in California or was in the Bay was different. My granny, she would had watermelon in one plot, corn in another plot, weed in another plot. But her problem with it is she didn't know how to dry the weed, mm-hmm. so she would just hang it up in the garage and just hang it. We mm-hmm. all going in and out the garage, we fucking up mm-hmm. the eco. She didn't know, so but three days, and it turned into hay. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even smoke it. Yeah. But she would always grow it. Like my childhood, weed was not bad. Like Dare, Dare was a joke to us. We didn't, weed was not bad to <laughs> us. <laughs> like my childhood is dominoes and weed smoke. Mm-hmm. Peach cobbler smoke, you know what I'm saying? Dressing and shit, like that's, that's what we was on. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? Like weed was never bad. So yeah, no, to be able to do an interview on her birthday, Pretty dope.
2: Nice Pretty, dope. Man,
0: Pretty dope. I wish my parents were like that. What the
2: fuck? Yeah. What's it like to have loving parents? Man, you
0: got both my pa- <laughs> Both <laughs> my parents were trappers. Like, That's really? Down. Yeah. My daddy sold five dollar joints at at high school. Uh, my mama was his helper, <laughs> and then my mama was able to once pops you know went off and did whatever he did. Mom's was able to take that game because she was a hustler too, and my mama turned on a lot of dudes. And weed, I put it like that. She was a lot of dudes. Plugged, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom can go anywhere in the town right now and get love. I'm love. Wow. Any turf they gonna know Miss Yahweh. They call her Miss B. they gonna know Miss Yahweh, Miss B. they gonna know her. But like, like we I come from it. Like we really So it's the really, family
2: business. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Literally. And they 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 Literally, both decided, your name is Blunt. Yes, they Yeah, yeah it's a family I business. I would have never thought getting teased in high school. And I didn't I didn't care because I like capping. Like bring back capping, like real capping with no fisticuffs. No, they yeah. brought it you know back. Know I they have need a pretense like, back. They're weed, playing the
2: dozens.
0: Like getting, like hearing all blunt. You I always smoke blunts, always buy blunts by the box. Never would have thought in a million years I'd own you know, something called Blunt Blunt Some some More. Because I've always been a brand. I always do branding shit. I used to rap. My name was A Cookie Man. It was A Cookie Man because I saw weed pastries. I used to sell weed pastries at the parties while I'm rapping. Yeah. She can attest to that. You know what I'm saying? So that was was all a point. I'm rapping. I'm rapping, but here we are. We selling cookies. I got a bunch of black vendors there selling clothes, doing food. This was in 05. I'm doing the same. Blunts and More is literally, I recreated what I was doing when I got arrested. Mm. That's literally what Bluntson Moore More is. Mm-hmm. The same shit I was doing when I got arrested is the same shit I'm doing at Bluntson some More. Mm. You said
1: Black-owned. Do you, do you seek out Black-owned uh, cannabis brands to put in your store? Yes, I do. Mm. And I will say this. It is hard for a lot of the Black
0: cannabis brands. Why? Um, funding. You'll get them, they'll be, and it's a lot of that with a lot of the other brands too, but they have more funding to go buy more weed. The Black brands tend to They'll be good one week and then not good for six, eight months. But they want you to still pick them up. And it's like, yeah, I can pick you up, but it's not selling. I gotta have the same conversation with the big brands. Only difference with the big brands, they got more money to come in and buy a different weed. So it makes it to where some mm-hmm. brands feel like, oh, I can't get in blunt some more. No, it's not that you can't get in or that you didn't get in. You just got to have a product that people want. What I buy is based on what the people ask yeah, me for. The yeah, the data going to tell we, you what's selling. Literally, we use yeah. data to uh-huh. buy. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I want to support you, and I do try to buy from everybody. Everyone knows. And some stuff don't sell. Like, it's yeah. on my stuff. Profile. Also, it's a
2: marketing issue.
0: That, too.
3: Yeah,
2: A lot
0: of them, and it's the big brands, too. They won't send anyone to sell the product. Like, come and do some information. I have a lounge. Come have a smoke out. Come do something. They just won't do it. So it's up to us to sell your product. And I get where some of the brands coming from. Like, I'm a small business. I can't do it. Well, pay one of my staff members to do it. They'll Mm. do your PAD for you. Let's figure out a way to, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just pay one of them to do it. Get them a little, give them an A for weed and let them do a video about your brand. And we host an event. You know what I'm saying? But it's a lot of laziness. Mm -hmm. And that's just not anybody. Like I said, I'm not targeting them. As much as I love black people, I would love to have more black brands in the store, but Mm -hmm. we got to do better as the brands and as the other, you know, surrounding brands to lift each other up. It's not a lot of that going on right now. You know,
2: I think a lot of it comes down to they don't understand Business, like I went to business school twice, Mm -hmm. so I understand a little bit more. But going into it, they're not really understanding everything that comes with it. And I wouldn't even say it's laziness as much as it's overwhelm of lack of education. Yeah, lack of education, lack of education, lack of education. And and we don't have examples, unfortunately. We can't, you know, say that our grandfather and uncle and aunts and so and so owns this and this and that. We Mm -hmm. don't necessarily know what that looks like all the time. We've never seen it. Why
0: I do what I do with all the black brands. Mm-hmm. Like, I give so many people like opportunities to come just open in my parking lot. Like, come do your pop-up. I don't necessarily care if you got a license. You trying to make money. I got security. I got a space. I got a bathroom. Come on, launch your business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Come, they'll come do it, and then they branch off. I had two businesses call me recently. Tucky, can we come back? We want to come back home. We done branched off, did our thing, but it's safer there. You got parking. You got gate. We want to come back. Come on. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm trying to build. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, if we if we don't support each other, there's no way we all going to eat. Mm-hmm. And I had this conversation with Al, um, Al Harrington all the time. Like blood is so, what I lack in money to do all these different things, because again, I'm not rich. I'm not rich. We don't, own a store, you're not rich. But what I have up here mm-hmm. that I know we can all get together, like, bro, you know, 10 millionaires, if they all put up 100,000 each, put it into this one business, they get a 3% return. You don't got to get no 20% return. It's just a 3% return. Get that return.
1: No, they want to give us some shit that's crazy. Take that money and then reinvest
0: into another. They don't want to do that. They want to have fifty percent of your. You don't even sell weed, bro. Why you need fifty percent of my business? Just because you let me borrow money does not mean you need to own my business. Yeah, that's
1: that's. I mean, but
2: that's technically not how capitalism works. (laughs) That's
1: that's how the music business was. It's like yo, if we if we don't come make this music, you know, and. And you give us this money, your money somehow in the contract became way more important than what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And if you put this CD out with nothing, no music on it, then you just have a 16 cent CD, you know, like. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. It's so so that we do get lost in translation. But here's the deal. Us, us, mm-hmm. the black community, mm-hmm. spend trillions of dollars every year being consumers. Yep. We don't do things for each other first mm-hmm. because whatever reason. And then there is this kind of hesitation to like support financially when you. So like I know people that, you know, well, oh, yeah, X, I seen this. I seen it. can Can you slide me some? Like, yeah, I could give it to you all day. I know you're going to represent it, and maybe take a picture of it. But don't you think it would help me if you actually supported the business so that we can continue to get bigger? You know,
2: there was a period in time where black Americans did have this. You know, there was multiple black Wall Streets, Mm. multiple black Wall Streets. They were all ended by white rage. Like Mm. we've done this. We know how to do this as a community. We know how to survive. Mm -hmm. We know how to come together. There is a it's there's it's systemically we have been divided. It's through a the lot program. of things, media, mm-hmm. through music, through, sure. you know, sure. we've accepted that. And I think a lot of us, as we get older, we kind of realize like, damn, that was, you know, not the move. We should have never been saying those things and affirming those words and, and behaviors, you know, because look what look where we are now. Look at the new generation.
3: Yeah, Like they're yeah.
2: still not going in the direction of collectiveness no. uh, to unity. No,
1: not at yeah. no, no. They, s- they've actually went a little further than we Exactly, did. Yeah. And, and
2: that's on us as, you know, yeah. the, the, elders the elders now. Yeah. It's on us. It's yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we were that Um, we can do it we can do it and we Definitely. can defend ourselves now Definitely. you know we have rights well it should
1: be easier now because we all have more access to each other and we yeah. have more we rights have, we have we have <laughs> we have access on these phones i mean i think there's a bigger danger right now we getting we're way off but i think this is important to say i think the biggest danger that we have is this disconnect Mm -hmm. Even though we're all connected together and we all talk on these phones, nobody's fact checking anything. And there's all this misinformation going around and making people very easily manipulated to a point where it feels like, you know, I could tell this group of people and trigger them. Mm-hmm. And eventually they're going to get triggered enough to fucking we'll come do something. something. Yep.
2: Yeah, they're you know absolutely building, yep. they're like radicalizing people and turning them into machines like with the information that they're receiving. Right. It only takes five or six years to, to to get somebody to the point of oh, this is the media that they're taking most likely to probably end up killed based upon the searches. Like, they, it's it's so like, it's so sinister. Right. It's so sinister. I watched a documentary about it. Have like, it. absolutely the misinformation is intentional, mm-hmm. you're radicalizing people and changing people right before your eyes. You're seeing people like, how are they saying these things? Yeah. It's the targeted People media. you and I
1: have known for yes. a long time. Yeah. It's like, yo,
2: you're absolutely uh, yeah. wrong.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 you're absolutely wrong. Where are you getting this yeah. from? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's, that's going to be, you know, I think that's going to be uh, tougher than mm-hmm. just the uh, on the surface of what we've been dealing with. I think the 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 chips have already fallen. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think now we're just about to see how it it, it all comes together. It's going to be pretty rough. It yeah, is you no know? different. We say yeah. it all the time. Like our kids, it's I feel sorry for them. <sighs> D- dating right now? Oh my god. Tell me about dating him. right now. I don't even want to date. I'm so, so glad, glad. I'm, I'm, glad. Good. Man, I'm good. I'm good. We're Mind- so good. glad I have over Listen, I've got my party. mindset. is
2: like, I'm just going to continue to love on my friends and date my friends Ooh. and share life with them because it's Man. rough out. It's rough outside. And have you heard these podcasts? The stuff that men say on podcasts? Uh, have you heard <laughs> the
1: stuff that women say on podcasts? I
2: don't listen to none of them, actually. <laughs> I see listen to the men, though. You hear what they're saying on the, the record? My algorithm feeds me yeah, these yeah. podcasts got it, got it where men are telling me I need right. to go back into the kitchen, and I'm like, oh, I actually will no, cut myself no. or burn myself. It's actually no. a thing. I shouldn't be in the kitchen all the time. Got actually, it. my gift yeah. is not the kitchen. Yeah. I,
1: I, I have never seen, you know, and now, now, granted, I am a fan of ignorance. I, I ignorant <laughs> shit. I like ignorant shit sometimes. I like it. I, I can't lie. Some of that shit is pretty entertaining. We all do, but, but. When you see it affecting, like, this is not just entertainment. People are actually living their lives this way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty scary stuff it yeah. is scary yeah that's yeah. why i
2: like the whole commune like you know we're not even gonna be able to afford rent in like five years so we're mm. all gonna have to live together anyway
3: right right so
2: just me and my friends you know if we could have a garden or something yeah. just yeah. maybe a schedule of chores yeah. i feel like we could be happy
1: i think the last thing <laughs> now, i'm the grant the, they the, check it out we're, we're we're talking about slippery slopes here now now i'm not a I'm not a guy who's into the end of the world shit. <laughs> but looking at things, looking at things kind of crazy, I did go get me some land. <laughs> I have some. I have five acres of land. Boom. I know how to get there. I've actually timed myself to get where mm-hmm. I live, mm-hmm. to get there. I know how long it takes. You been in the bunker? Let's see, I'm not doing all that. On, like, I don't want a have, have bunker. I'm not doing all that. Wait like, really... nigga, I'm not going underground. I, we're gonna fight. Fuck it. We just <laughs> we just gonna jump again, with I this wanna shit. Again, I want to go
2: straight like, to the light. No, like, no, just, no. just, just pick I'm something out. up
1: because, goddammit, Tebby's going to the light again, guys.
2: Oh shit! I want to go back <laughs> and see Jesus.
1: I want to go. Oh, you out of here? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. she just go lay down. She's like, oh, I quit. I am not fighting. I am a girl. I'm not fighting. <laughs> just, yo, <laughs> yo, but yo, no, but, but I do, I do have some land. And I, I just I, I look at these things and it's like you know maybe we should turn the internet off for a couple of years. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or just like bring people yeah. down back to reality. Like, hey oh, yeah, guys, or turn that motherfucker off. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like once a month. You know,
2: <laughs> like a pandemic, yeah, an internet yeah, yeah. pandemic.
1: Oh no, because I I think um, I think people are oversensitive. You know, people are super tight. And you know it goes. It brings us back to cannabis. You know cannabis is is a stress reliever for mm-hmm. some. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I, I use it that way. Mm-hmm. And you know I just look back and it's like it, if it just calmed down for a second, right. I think people could kind of see what's happening. But, but they keeping the tensions high and on and purpose. it's keeping people stirred oh, yeah. up yeah. for a reason. I, I can't Absolutely.
2: put it's my
3: finger on it. Yeah, yeah,
2: you can feel. Yeah. It's like this isn't yeah. this isn't who we should be acting like. Right. You know? Right. We are we aren't polite with one another anymore. Right, right. But we brings people together so everybody should just get high together. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. let's have a good high there. Yes, yes. On, right. mand- day. Yes, yes. Come Mandatory
1: mandatory 420. Yes, everybody. I'm with, I'm with that. So Tucky man, we thank you for coming in. Um thank you for for building with us. Congratulations on your uh, success. Thank you. Congratulations to you too. Uh, man, you have a dope dope story. If people want to find you, how can they get in touch with you?
0: Uh, Tucky Blunt everywhere. It's T-U-C-K-Y-B-L-U-N-T. Uh, support the store. I don't, I mean, you follow me, that's cool, but follow the store. It's Blunts & More 510, bluntsandmore.com. Uh, if you want to call us and talk to us, it's uh, 510-FIRE-420. <laughs> that
3: yeah, that's dope. <laughs> oh,
0: um,
1: but that's it. Blunts & More is everywhere. Um, Tucky Blunt everywhere. Awesome. Right. Awesome. And then if people want to reach out for you uh for uh the business side of mm-hmm. things um and they want that franchise uh package, how can they how can I get that from you? I'll give y'all the email
0: offline cuz okay. will my email everywhere.
1: Copy that. Yeah. Uh, uh, serious business. What? Yeah, serious yeah, business. business. Hit
0: only. the IG, I'll see it and then if it's serious, you'll get the right information. Correct, put it like that. Yeah, there'd be a lot of weirdos.
1: Oh yeah. Well, this man, people have brilliant ideas with your shit. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm fairly simple. I've had the same
0: number since 2001. Oh, that's dope. So I'm just, I'm one of them kind of people, if I wanna to talk to you, I'm not gonna answer.
1: So, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, here, yeah yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, 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 so pretty easy, pretty simple. And like I said, it's simply stated, this is trademarked, mm-hmm. I own the trademark, I own the intellectual properties, the IP is people, that term, mm-hmm. those are key and important in this space. A lot of us are losing our intellectual properties left and right because we're not trademarking.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Everything I do has a trademark. has to. Uh, it has to. Has yeah. to. Yeah. But that's what if you want to play the legal side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I, I think the long, my honest opinion, I think the brands are going to win eventually. Yeah, eventually. Right? If, it's a long play. If, yeah, it's a long play. It's a long play. That's why that's what uh, look at B- what Berner's done. He's done an excellent job of branding play. cookies. Mm-hmm. Look, sales co- cover a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So people people always talk shit about everybody in the industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But w- at the end of the day, you have to look at the people who have done things right mm-hmm. more than they've done things wrong. Right? Yep. Right? Yeah. And so that's what I focus on. And um I, I keep my emotions out of it. Mm-hmm. Um um so I, so I really focus on Who's doing things correctly, and how can those things be implemented into what we're doing? Period. I think more information needs to be shared about amongst people who are operators. Yes, um, I agree. And understanding that these challenges can be, you know, these these challenges can be avoided if mm-hmm. you do things correct from the from the beginning.
0: People talk right? shit because because they don't know shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? They talking shit about what they don't know about. Right. I never could talk shit about Burner because I didn't know everything he was doing. Mm -hmm. He was on the other side of the water. Mm -hmm. I was doing my thing in the town. I heard about him, whatever. But people that's talking shit about how he does the stuff legally, you can't talk because you're not in the seat. You don't know what's going on at all. Mm -hmm. I can talk about it because I'm sitting in the seat. I mm-hmm. agree with everything he's saying because there's not no money right now. It's about the long play. Mm-hmm. That's why you got to build the brands. If, you only, if you're getting in now and you only want to grow and sell and you're only just trying to do a quick little flavor. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be here long. No. It's, yeah. it's about the long play. You exactly. got to think we just started legalization. Mm-hmm. right? Y'all right. expect it to go from what it started in 2016 which what twenty twenty four eight years supposed to just be free for all? Mm-hmm. It's a long playing ball. Mm-hmm. They just started giving us some grace with weed mm-hmm. in America. They just yeah. they just oh they. I'm talking about the doors as small as the holes on this microphone cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So. It's that small. We got so, it's, I mean, I might not even be here by the time all the stuff is supposed to
1: happen in the space.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So you
1: got to be here for the long haul. If you're really yeah. trying to do it, and then the kind of people I want to work with. You Absolutely. have to build
2: a brand. You're right. I'm,
1: saying, well, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way, man. And uh, we will be connected. Oh, yeah. We already know. <laughs> that's how good stuff works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like
0: I said, I told you offline, Been a fan of yours, all the shit, to meet people like Problems to me just to meet people because of this plant yeah yeah love telling my kids that yeah like you know what i'm saying like y'all they know they've mm-hmm. been like i meet 99 of the people i interact with it's holy three. kids oldest will be 25 in may uh we got two finna be 24 this year mm. Uh, 19 year old this year and our baby just turned 16 on the 18th you okay. have twins no um oh. Um no. One was born in Irish July, one is November. One was hers, one mine. Okay, gotcha,
3: gotcha. Yeah. Okay,
0: what's the what's the, what's the age where you let your kids smoke? Mm. They all smoke. Um, <laughs> only one don't is the baby. Um and I think they all started maybe what, 13, 14 for most my seven. Daughter oh my asked. god! I started at 13, too. My though. daughter asked if
2: she could smoke. They
0: didn't ask, but they kind of like that. we knew that. We kind of knew that they were doing it kind of like amongst each other, but they kind of like, you know, it's a trip seeing my sons with their own little kids because they've seen me with my kids and shit. That <laughs> should be like, oh man. She's like, we <laughs> got all our kids smoking weed, all our friends' friends. Like yeah. they all, it was it's just like how we grew up. Weed yeah, was not bad to me. So I'm not going to yeah. make it bad to them. What I tell them <sighs> is just buy from good sources. In most cases, I'm my kids or their friends' weed, man, because I don't want you buying from bullshit exactly you know what i'm yeah. saying so like our kids know what good we they be clowning their friends we you know we don't want that we know Man. what the real shit is oh shit. But no, wow you know, we didn't really have no age limit they just kind of started smoking and we just kind of was like all right long as you ain't in here right. doing whatever it's kind of just you know my cool. daughter
2: i was shook i didn't even know what to say like what did she like, say she's like can i smoke and i was like what she's like weed i was like why she's like you and all your friends do it I want to try.
3: Just like, oh. oh. You like, oh shit. And I'm oh, like, I,
2: I don't know what to do because if she's asking and I say no, she's going to do, do it anyway, yeah. just yeah. not in front of you. Yeah. So, do I assist her because How old is she? 13.
0: <sighs> now, what I will say with ours, I didn't smoke with none of my kids until they were 18 plus.
2: Yeah, I was yeah, weird with my like, I, I, I didn't want yeah,
0: to wait it's... Until they was 18 and it was like both most of the time when they was 18 and it happened, was on a long ride together and they know if I'm riding, I'll smoke. So I'm not gonna smoke, and you don't,
1: and you smoke, and I'm not gonna pass it to you. So that's
3: how yeah.
1: all of my kids, I spoke with them on a the drive. Yeah, yeah, my oldest, my oldest, uh, I was just, I never, I, he, he didn't want to s- smoke it with me. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Like Got he started you. doing it on his own, and I was like, I had to find out about it. <laughs> same here. Yeah. yeah same and here. My, and my, I think my, parent, like, hey. my parent's my parent side kicked in more then the smoker side I wasn't like oh well what are you smoking I was like right. Tremaine. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know what I
3: mean right like,
2: His, uh, oh, was just uh, oh was just... what are you doing it's such teaching a, them it's such a con- I mean but my daughter at least she's like I never want to drink because she sees how some people too. get when they drink yep. so she's like yep. I don't even want to go there but yeah. she sees mm-hmm. how everybody acts when they're high she's mm-hmm. like y'all just be chilling and eating really Yeah, we got two so touch <laughs> she's alcohol. like what does it feel yeah. like because y'all just be chilling oh man that's a tough one 13 She's a little early Because they're already Smoking at school
0: But Fuck. With yeah. you yeah. being What you are In the education space This is a time To educate
2: Yeah I'm educating. I mean I don't feel like My daughter has The emotional maturity To consume cannabis Because mm-hmm. I don't want it To be like something mm-hmm. That she jumps mm-hmm. to When she's feeling uncomfortable Correct. So mm-hmm. I don't think She's ready Correct. At I her, where she's at In her life So I'm not really like Yeah you can try But she's a straight A student She's a good kid But once mm-hmm. she gets To a point where she is You know emotionally regulated It is a great Uh, thing to have because being a teenager in this time period like you don't have an end of the world scenario in your mind but all of them do oh my goodness (laughs) it is different they do not see a future on this planet they don't they're just kind of like existing they can't they know they're not going to be able to move out can't afford nothing going to college does not make you money it puts you in debt they've learned from the millennials right like what's out there for them they're you know it's 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 tough for them. So wow, I
1: didn't. Think, I never thought bro, about it. Like it's, yeah, it's the way it's, they see the world. Yeah, yeah. So you're like
2: you don't believe don't. in the end of the world. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. <laughs> They're no. like, what's um, gonna happen by, by end of the
1: world scenario? Trust me, the Earth's gonna be here long after we're gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah trust me. Definitely. Yeah. The Earth's gonna be fine. Yeah. So when we say end of the world, it's just gonna be the end of this shit that we're yeah. doing. <laughs> we're doing. Yeah. All yeah. right. And speaking <laughs> of end of shit, it's a Lasagna Ganga <laughs> podcast with Mr X to the Z
2: exhibit. <laughs> and I'm your girl Tammy, aka the. Yeah, it was cutie.
1: yeah, man, Tucky, thank you for joining us, no, man. Um, this I, I hope, I hope that you know we could talk six to eight months from now, and then um you could tell us how 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 things are going, and hopefully you have store number two going. That's what I'm. Obviously, we're going to be talking. All yeah, right? yeah. Like I can see it already. So say less. <laughs> it's the Lasagna Gacha podcast. I'll see you guys next time.
2: out the lasagna ganja podcast wherever podcasts are streamed
1: and check out our separate feed with video episodes
2: available on spotify and youtube
1: for more information visit dcpofficial.com